Welcome back to Epilogues, an unpacking of the Haftorah. This is Rabbi Yaakov Trump. We are going to be learning together today the Haftorah of the second day of Rosh Hashanah. This Haftorah is found in Perik Yirmiyahu, Perik Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Aleph to Yotes, a very powerful and beautiful Haftorah. What is the context of this prophecy of Yirmiyahu? So in the classic version like the Radak um, will describe that this came after the prophecies of destruction. So it's a very hopeful Haftarah. It's a prophecy of resurrection. It's a prophecy of success in the future redemption. However, uh, Binyamin now says that actually this was Yirmiyahu in his earlier years, talking to the people of the times of Yoshio and the possibility of return. Remember, Yirmiyahu was a prophet for the last kings of Israel, and he was a young prophet at the times of Yoshio Melech, when there was the possibility of there being a return of the northern tribes in the kingdom, and that's when he gave his prophecy as well. So whether it's looking into the deep future, or whether it's looking into the possible window of the present in his early years, this is a very beautiful Torah of the possibility of return. Let's look at it in pieces. We'll look at uh, first Aleph, the to Pastor Ches, where in this description of here, Kodesh Baruch Hu says to the nation of Israel, It's a very beautiful description of Kodesh Baruch Hu to describe Israel in the early days. He remembers Kodesh Baruch Hu how in the, in the days where um, um, that, that, that he, the, the nation Israel found favor in the eyes of Hashem in those in those early days. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to build you again. And the Basulas Yisrael, the, 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 the young lady of Israel, you're going to go out in the, the dancing circle of those again, like in your youth, and you're going to b- v- plant v- uh, r- um, vineyards. You're going to build um, all your, uh, um, your, 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 your destruction. It's going to be a time of Simcha. And he goes on to say, um, Rejoice, Hashmi, you're going to sing about how Hashem has brought back the, the, the nation of Israel, the remainder of Israel. Um, and Akash Baruch says, I'm going to bring you from the, the northern lands and I'm going to bring you back from the, all the different places, whether it be people who are strong or people who are weak. Everybody's going to come. They're going to come in weeping. And I'm going to return to Ephraim who Ephraim will be my firstborn again. What is this agricultural image here of this sort of the replanting the fields and the vineyards? Why is that so significant over here? Says the Malbim, right now the Shomronim are planting the vineyards and wasting their products. The prophecy, that means to say that if you remember, this is after the exile of the northern kingdom. And right now non-Jewish people, or perhaps people who, are, who try to convert to Judaism to save themselves, but they really are not fully um, ob- observant um, and their, their, their conversion is questionable because of the, their concern of the safety at the hands of the lions. These people are now wasting away the land in the north and Hashem says, I'm going to allow you to be able to take possession of that again. Who's the target audience of this? The Radak says, this is to the north. It's talking to the people in the north who have already been exiled as well. Rabbi Lau explains that actually um, he, um, he had to go there since he, uh, what, what had happened was is I would say that he could not really make these or say these concessions safely in Yehuda. Meaning to say, by emphasizing Ephraim as the firstborn, what he's trying to do is he's trying to rekindle the relationship and undo the centuries of discord. So he's calling Israel Yaakov as opposed to Yehuda. So what he's essentially is he's, he's taking away the conflicting ter- terms. Meaning to say, up till now it's been north-south, different kingdoms. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to use this broader language, which will be more inclusive to be able to bring all the different sides together. And look at the next Pesukim test, 
to Yud Gimel in this section, he says, Shimu Hashem goyim He's making a proclamation that everybody needs to hear from far and wide. And that what is that? Ve'imru, Yisrael That the, the one who spread out Israel is going to bring back Israel. Shmora and he'll be like a shepherd bringing back his sheep. Because Hashem is going to redeem Yaakov. He's going to bring back all of um, all of the children of Yaakov, they're going to come back to their territories. It's going to be a time where everybody's going to come back to their circles of dancing, and young and old, men and women, will be all together in celebrating with Everybody will be satiated at this point in time. Very beautiful description of sort of all the Jews coming across the globe as well, coming back to each other. It's worth all note, uh, noting that there's a there's a beautiful story that's told about a um, in, in in a particular city called Kutsabu in, in in Alaska, which is about thirty miles into the Arctic Circle. Um, 33 miles into the Arctic Circle, there's a, you know, um, 70% of the people are, that live there are, are part of different Eskimo tribes. Um, and uh, the two Chabad Shlechim from Anchorage who, who came from 555, 550 miles away to, uh, um, to visit the city. And they, and they came to the local school and the, the children showed them different Eskimo dances from the Inuit tribe. And, um, and the shluchim danced some um, Hasidish dances, and one of the shluchim, Rabbi Avram Berkowitz, said, uh, asked them afterwards at this assembly. He says, "Have you any of you ever met a Jew beforehand?" So one girl raised her hand, and she said, "And she said, yes, um, I, 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 I have." And I said, "Who is that?" So she said, "It's my mother. The, the, she's the fifth grade teacher. She's a Jew." Which obviously means to say that the mother had been Jewish, and she married a person of, of uh, um, who is a native to the to, to the country there, and. Um, and they were they were so impressed by these shluchim, these rabbonim who'd come to this place deep in you know the far reaches of the Arctic Arctic Circle, and uh, and they said to what what is it that we can do to be re- reconnect to our Jewishness, to our, to our relationship, to with with uh, the Jewish nation, and so the Chabad, the Chabad Shliach said, you know what, he says, um, you know that the the first place that the 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 sun rises um, is um, in the in the world. Is on the area on the coast of New Zealand. That's where um, where it starts. We're starting from the international dateline, moving into the main main land, land bodies. But really, over here is the last place that the sun sets for Shabbos, which means to say that you should be the one to light candles because you will be the last person to bring in Shabbos on Friday, Eri Eri Shabbos. And he gave that his mission. That was her became her connection. He says the the Jewish people are waiting for you, the Jewish girl, to light the candles. The last person to light the candles. Every day, and that's really what our coach Baruch was saying was, yeah, he said, I'm going to bring everybody back. There's going to be sim- every person is going to have their place, their tafkid in the, this process. And that's what Yirmiyahu was saying over here. And finally, the most famous part of our Torah is the end, where it describes this kol baramon yishma and he bechis This is bitter weeping in the, the Ramah, in this high place. It's going to be heard. What is it? It's Rachel mevakar It's Rachel crying for her children. Me'anali hinachem. She refuses to be comforted for children who are no longer. And Akash Baruch Hu then turns to him and says, Stop crying. Hashem says that there's going to be reward for your actions. You cried for them, they are going to return. They're going to return as well. Um, it is Rachel who has the ability to be able to pray, pray for her children, whether referring to the, no- the kid, children of the north who have been taken to exile or referring to the future when all of Israel has been taken to exile. It's uh, her actions challenge. 
challenged HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She herself was willing to, to give of herself, to sacrifice so deeply that, her, that, that, that she gave over her life, her love, to her, to, her, to her sister, so her sister should not be embarrassed. And as a function of that, Akash Baruch, she says, I went against my nature, Akash Baruch Hu. can't you please go against the decree to save my children? And Akash Baruch Hu says he listens to her. But Hashem says, at least stop crying because I've, I've listened as well. Famously, Rachaim Shumulevitz um, was once at Kever Rachel, and, uh, and uh, he, was, he was crying and crying, and he, cr- and, he, and he cried in Yiddish. And he says, he says, uh, 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 he says, I can't disagree with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this Haftarah. But in the end of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we need you to cry again because there's been so much suffering. The Jews are under so much threat. There's so many problems in the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in Rachel, if you don't cry to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we won't stand a chance as well. And that's a beautiful song Yaakov Shreki composed based on this uh, this, uh, this this episode of Rachel Shmulevitz of on the eleventh of Cheshvan on Rachel Imenu's Yotzad. This episode of Mama Rachel Ve Nachamol cry once again. Um, and finally, the Haftarah concludes with the return of the ten tribes because that's what happens. Shamor Shamati Ephraim is said. Baruch says, "I'm going to bring back this the suffering Ephraim, and um, I'm going to after I." Uh, after I, I sent him into exile, I've nichamti, I've changed my mind, I've decided to bring him back. Haveni Yakirli Ephraim im Yeled Shashim is my dear child, my beautiful, beautiful boy. Kimidei Dabri boy Zohores, Kerenu Oed Al Kain, Homo Me'aloi, Rachem Arachamenu Numashem, I will bring him back. Which leads us to the question is who is Ephraim and why is the Haftarah of Rosh Hashanah? Says Rav Mendel Hirsch, uh, Dr. Mendel Hirsch, the son of Rav Shimshon Rafal Hirsch, Rav Mendel Hirsch has a commentary on the Haftarahs and he says the reason why this Haftarah is so central is because the Northern Kingdom, as represented by Ephraim, the name Ephraim refers to the Northern Kingdom of Israel who at this point in time, at the times of Yirmiyahu, already exiled, although there's a few remnants who have joined the Southern Kingdom. These are the first, essentially, Israelites, or as we call today, Jews, who have left the fold. These are the first people in the nation who went off after idolatry and after warning and after warning and after prophecy and after prophecy. They disregarded HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything that was said about them actually came to be. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent them into exile, the exile of the ten tribes. It says of Mendel Hirsch that there's a, it, it's important to appreciate that really, essentially, that is every Jew. In every Jew, and this, this is the, the first time this happens, are people who drift too far and they make mistakes and they don't listen to the warnings and they suffer the consequences. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying is even though they deserved what they got, Rachel Imenu still cries for them. We still cry because they're still our brothers. They're still the children of Rachel Imenu. Remember that Ephraim, specifically in the north, was the child of Rachel Imenu. She's their children. We always pray to Rachel, but Rachel was not the mother of Yehuda. She was the mother of Ephraim. It's important to, to appreciate that perhaps on Rosh Hashanah is the time when we realize, and he says, this is the Lord of your union and peace, to quote, which at the beginning of every year makes the sons of Yehuda who have remained faithful and who are key working on fortifying themselves to grow even stronger and firm in their faith. Hope and pray for the time of their reunion with all their brethren from the house of Israel. And that's what's really happening on Rosh Hashanah. That's what we're supposed to be doing is reflecting the ideas and sentiments in the Torah that Rachel Amenu keeps teaching us. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day and a Shana Tovah.